The following is a message from Reverend Ken Belden of Wellsprings Congregation. One month and one day from today will be John Stewart's last show. Now, I, I didn't know exactly how to quantify how many of you would be just as upset about this as I am, but it appears from your instantaneous reaction that it's quite a lot of you. I will miss his ability to cut to the chase and cut through the BS and to do so with humor and with insight. I will miss his irony. But even more than the humor, what I will miss of John Stewart are three segments that he did that weren't funny at all. And maybe some of you remember these. The first was the show, I want to say, about a week or so after September 11, 2001, when The Daily Show went back on the air. The second was several years after that, when John was interviewing a number of first responders to 9-11, and particularly calling out the way politics was interfering with them getting the help that they needed and deserved and had earned. And then the third segment that I'm most going to remember John for is just a couple weeks ago. After the Charleston, South Carolina massacre. Why I hold these in my heart and will continue to is that John Stewart wasn't funny at all in any of them. He was earnest. He showed his heart. He was emotionally direct. And it reminds me that scratch the surface of any person, no matter how jaded or Worldwide or world weary, they may be scratch the surface, even at times of the most cynical people we know. And we will find someone who is still kind of upset about the fact that their innocence was lost. Today's movie for Spirit Flicks about the meaning that we find in the movies, the series that we do this summer. It is about the loss of innocence. And not just any loss of innocence, the biggest one I guess any of us could imagine. The end of life as we know it. 2065, a little bit in the future, all our crops are failing. The earth will no longer be able to sustain life. This movie, Interstellar, it is about the search for other habitable worlds in which our species may be able to continue to live. Now, it involves things like wormholes and astrophysics and things I can't understand, even if you explained it to me over and over and over again. And it's the place where actual theoretical astrophysics meets science fiction. And I found it pretty cool. It's also not just space travel, but time travel and all these kinds of things, which is true in every single time travel movie. Well, if they had to go forward in order to come back in the first place, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And I cannot figure that out. It's about these characters. A father and a daughter. Cooper and his young daughter, Murph, or at least when we first know her. He is a retired NASA astronaut who is mysteriously called back, pressed back into service in this drive to try and save our species and find worlds in which we might be able to live. That's the scene where he's told his daughter Murph that he has to go. And she is deeply upset, heartbroken that her father has to leave. 
Now, because this is a sci-fi movie, even though the character of Cooper, Matthew McConaughey, only ages a few years in the time that the movie's going on. Yeah, they say it's Einstein's relativity. I'll accept it for the movie. Even though we see him only age a couple years, Murph ages into a full-blown adult. And she becomes down here on Earth, an Earth that is failing rapidly. She becomes a NASA scientist herself. My guess is that we will continue to see more of these end of the world movies. We've seen a lot of them already in the last few years. It is no accident, my folk, my friends, that zombies are so popular right now. <laughs> it is no accident that actually a series I just got into called The Strain is really gross. It's really cool. That's about vampires. It's actually about vampires who not just want to take over a town. It's about vampires who want to take over the entire world. We will continue to see more of these end of the world kind of movies and TV shows. Many not nearly, I think, as good as Interstellar. It's because I think of the cumulative effect of a number of things that have been happening in our culture over the last few years. Bless you. Some of them remarkable shifts, celebratory shifts, things that make many of us incredibly happy. Marriage equality being passed in the last week and the continuing, although still unfinished, drive to full equality for LGBTQ fellow citizens. And then there's those other parts, the not so remarkable or celebratory shifts, the doggedness of some of the worst, most painful parts of our culture. The pain, the violence that still continue from the legacy and the reality of white supremacy and racism in this culture. There is a lot of tussling going on about what's happening in America. And none of it is going to be resolved very soon. I mean, you saw this same thing. I'm a little bit of an amateur uh, film historian. You saw the same thing in the 1960s, in the late 1960s, when it was a challenging time. A lot of new realities were erupting. Many of them that absolutely had to happen. And what did we see? We saw a huge birth of horror movies. It's one way that we handle change. This movie is not a horror movie, of course. It's a science fiction. And it lives at the intersection of something that I think is really important for all of us. It lives at the intersection of these two very simple words. Wow and ow. Awe, wonder, things that make us gasp, things that make us come alive, and also the owls, pain, sorrow, what breaks our hearts. This movie exists at the intersection of owl and wow. There are a lot of fault lines continuing to open up in our culture. And maybe in the back of ourselves, we hear that little echo from the song, you know, somewhere way back in the dust, that same small town of each of us. I'm not from a small town. It doesn't make sense to me. But still, there's this kind of myth that maybe we'll get back to the point when it was all okay. You know, when everything was simple. That's kind of a form of sticking our heads in the sand and wanting it all to go away and all to be okay. And actually turning away from the owls and the wows. Maybe this time of dizzying change is incredible for you. I know very often I find it absolutely incredible. And sometimes I just want to shut down as well, too. Both hands in the air, both sides, both the ow and the wow are true for me right now. 
And that's the moment that matters most for our spiritual growth. This is why we gather as a spiritual community to keep us awake, aware, and alive in times of seismic change so that we don't just shut down. So that we don't, hopefully, throw up our hands cynically, hopelessly, and saying, what's the point? Although sometimes I feel that myself. Compassion deficits. Wondering why it has to be all so difficult. What I try to remind myself at moments like that, it's not that reality or the world has come to an end in any way. It's just that my map of reality has been proven totally inadequate. (laughs) That's a really key moment for all of us in our lives. Individually, collectively, as a nation, as a world. The moment when we recognize we have reached the end of what we know. And do we think in despair that there's nothing more to know at that moment? There's no more growth in front of us? Or do we learn to say, I simply have an inadequate map. And I need to build a better one. The end of our map is where we start from. The beginning of the ow and the wow is how we stay connected. This is one of the most important things we can do for each other in spiritual community. Stay connected through times of change, not shut down, not check out, not numb out, not give up any hope that this universe will teach us more than we already know. Indeed, folks, friends, this is the very heart of our tradition. In our beliefs and values, we call it the burning bush that blazes everywhere. This is the ultimate good news. If you want to know what the ultimate good news, it's not just freedom of belief. It's not just tolerance, not just respect for diversity. These are all amazing things. But this is the heart of the good news of this Unitarian Universalist tradition that we aspire to give birth to and to stay in concert with here at Wellsprings. You want to know what it is? The universe is done with none of us. The universe is done with absolutely none of us. We are all still growing the burning bush isn't blazing long ago it's blazing right now there's lots of different ways that we can keep this truth before us one of the ways that i've grown more deeply into over the last few years is a meditation that i learned i was guided through when i was in silent retreats and was silent for me not for the leaders of the retreat by a woman named tara brock who's one of my favorite teachers and it's called inner space bless you there are allergens floating through here today. I just like saying bless you because I like saying bless you. Inner space starts with a basic meditation. And it builds. Repeating a few phrases over and over again, starting from within our own bodies. Imagining the space between your eyes. Imagining the space between your eyes and then all throughout the body imagining the space within the chest imagining the space within the belly imagining the space within the legs imagining the space within the feet and again this builds over about a half hour until finally we're not just imagining the space within the body but imagining the space between our feet and the floor imagining the space between you and the person seated next to you imagining the space between you and everyone else in this room, imagining the space between you and everyone else in Chester County, imagining the space between everyone in Chester County 
and everyone in the world. This is a very condensed version of it. I understand you're trying to understand it. This really isn't to be understood. It's to help us reframe our perspective to recognize that all the space within us and all the space around you and all the space out there and all the space in outer space way out there, it's all the same space. We don't think about that when we just allow it to change our perspective on I'm separate versus no, in fact, we're actually all living in the same space. This is how we can stay open when we want to close. And it's not just a momentary thing. It is something that we can use when we find we want to close or when we feel hopeless or we feel that we've extended ourselves to the end of our knowledge. And it can change who we are as citizens and as people. One of my most regular go-to people over the last year and a half, especially since the Black Lives Matter movement has started, is a fellow named Tanahesi Coates. Some of you know him. He writes for The Atlantic. And he had an amazing video that I posted on my Facebook page. It's only about three minutes or so. And he's talking about all the things that, you know, cause some of us to lose sleep, that cause some of us to lose our lives. Race and policing and white supremacy and mental illness and violence and all these things in our culture. And he says, you know, they're all interconnected. And then to conclude, he says, there are other ways we could think about doing this. There are other ways that we could think about approaching these things. But we've decided not to. It's as if at times our culture thinks, the dominant one at least, that the map is the reality. And there's no life beyond the map that we've already drawn to this point. But in fact, this is not who we are meant to be. It's certainly not the good news of our tradition. It's because we can find at the end of our knowing, at the end of our knowledge, at the end of everything we thought we knew for sure about who we are, we can find the opportunity for our love to lead ourselves into new learning. That our love can lead our learning into uncertainty. Perhaps it's because of this holiday, this weekend, this July 4th, that I'm remembering this next story. I was in fourth or fifth grade. I can't quite remember. And, you know, the grand old flag song. Remember that? I don't know. It was like June. You can, I'll step back, folks, if you want to. Seriously. Anyway, you know it. And we were taught that in like, I don't know, like mid-June. I just remember it being warm. Just as school was about to get closed and you know july 4th holiday was coming up and some friends and i were kind of sitting around between classes and there was this other kid named jason and jason was i don't know i think adults back in the 70s would have explained it this way jason for a boy was considered more effeminate now we would say and now i would say that jason expressed his his gender differently than I did, or the way many of my friends did. And one of my friends decided, you're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, would be reworked 
taking out the L. And I didn't do anything to abet this, but I also didn't do anything to stop it. I was too tied to wanting to fit in, like sometimes we are. We don't speak up. We don't use our voices. And while they were singing this song, and Jason could, you know, we're like singing it at him, but he could hear it. I could see a look come over his face. And I think it was the first time that I really remember registering this look on the face of another person. This sense of being put out. I mean, this word was not a word we used in my household. I wasn't even sure what I was saying. I just wanted to fit in. I was just going with the flow. I remember that to this day. And I never want to forget that. I hope as long as I have memories, I will remember that. Because I knew very certainly that what I participated in could deeply wound another person. I don't want to let that moment go. It continues to feed my attention to when I hit the end of my knowing, the end of what my world calls acceptable, that I will step into the uncertain, that I will allow love to lead beyond what I know. This is kind of what happens in the movie. This is where the astrophysics theoretical stuff and the sci-fi stuff meet each other, and I have no idea whether it makes sense whatsoever, but it leads Murph back to Cooper, and it leads Cooper back to Murph. And it is a beautiful articulation of a song that we sang this morning. It is an expression of that limitless, undying love that shines around us like a million suns and calls us on and on across the universe. It is an expression of what the poet Fred Moten has written. I'm going to read this twice because I love it, and I think it's so important for right now. I believe in the world, and I want to be in the world. I want to be in the world all the way to the end of this world because I believe in another world and I want to be in that world too. I believe in the world and want to be in the world. I want to be in that world all the way to the end of that world because I believe in another world and I want to be in that world too. The truth is, if we open our eyes, we will see ends, what the Greeks called apocalypses, going on all around us. Our great teacher Emerson in our tradition put it this way. We awaken the day we recognize judgment day is every day. Every day, if we're paying attention, we will recognize that our love can lead us into our learning, that we can not do what comes very habitually to many of us. I know it's come habitually to me in my life, which is that I close up and I close down and I close off and I get scared. And I think because I've reached the end of my map that I've reached the end of the road. But in truth, whether it's inner space, whether it's outer space, whether it's heart space, We do not have to close up tight like a clam. 
we can stay open. We can stay open just like this person stayed open. I don't know if any of you remember this in the last few weeks. This is the guy wearing that completely awful, you know, I don't know, what do you call that, a wrestling mask? The Confederate flag? That's a guy named Jack Hunter who used to be known online as the Southern Avenger who spent years and thousands of words defending this symbol of racism who has since outed himself outside of the mask and learned the history of the flag, of the Confederate flag in this country and says, I cannot fly that flag or defend it any longer. At the end of this interview, he'd said something amazing. He said, my connection to this flag cannot trump any longer how much pain this flag causes black Americans. This is an example of stepping beyond perhaps what we know, what his culture told him. And by the way, it may not be your culture, but think about the places where the lessons that you learned limit you from connecting compassionately, meaningfully with other people and put yourself in his place and understand what it's like to perhaps step beyond what we know in the name of what we love. The truth is we will not be bereft if we reach the end of our knowledge by also knowing the end is what we start with, which is what we care about. I actually want to close today with a different movie, Gravity. And if you see that, that was like my favorite space movie from a couple of years ago. I remember after seeing that movie, and it's a very different movie than Interstellar, thinking that if I was going to preach on that movie, which I guess I am now, so consider it finished, <laughs> that the meaning of gravity is this. In space, which is to say here as well, too, there is ultimately no up or down. There is only far away or near. Today, may life be near to you. May life be close to you. May life be dear to you. May life guide you and the love of life guide you to the places you do not know and we do not know yet. Amen. May you live in blessing. Let's pray together. Infinite God of the road that stretches on of the world that expands morally, spiritually. May we stay open. May we recognize that our life contains the ember of the burning bush still blazing. That we are not separate from this creation, this reality. May we allow ourselves into intimacy with life so that once again our hearts can burn even on the other side of losing our innocence, that our hearts might burn with love on fire for all that has yet to be saved or healed. 
or nurtured. Amen. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.